Yo, welcome back to the Week in Review podcast. My name is Sean. I'm the host. Uh, I just went out to get a water bottle in the garage before starting this because it's good to stay hydrated, especially if I'm going to be talking for a minute. And I saw an umbrella that was open just sitting on the ground. And I just can't help but wonder if that's just a bad luck generator or maybe the garage doesn't count as having an umbrella open in the house because I don't think the garage is really in the house. Maybe if you've converted converted it into like a living space for somebody, maybe then it is. But I think we're good. I don't know. I I wasn't going to fuck with it. I think touching it would like transfer the bad luck to me or some shit. It It doesn't matter. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to everybody who stuck around and um, did the dirty and uh, cleaned up after. Happy Father's Day to you. Now, if you dumped in somebody and ran off, fuck you. You're not a father. You're a piece of shit, okay? Let's get that distinction out the way before a minute has even passed in the podcast. But happy Father's Day to everybody. Happy Father's Day. Um, spent spent most of father's day at home to be honest and um in the morning we watched uh i watched uncut gems with dad that's my favorite movie i asked if he wanted to watch it um i think he liked it we were talking about the ending um it was pretty good i I noticed a a few more things like watching it this time because this is my sixth or seventh time watching the movie this time i really like so the main character is adam sandler well it's not adam sandler adam sandler plays Howard and he's a gambling addict and this time I I noticed that his son kind of followed in his footsteps too because his uh he went to his son to talk about whatever game was playing and his son had bet 25 50 bucks on the game he was like what did you bet dad because he knows his dad's a fucking gambling addict and his dad said big money because it was over 100k but I, I noticed that I hadn't picked up on that before and you can knowing the problem that he already has, it kind of makes sense the way everybody looks at him. So I really like that's really what stuck out to me this watch through, like because c- it just throws you into it. It doesn't give you a preface of this guy is a shithead gambler and he's getting a divorce and everybody hates him. It just kind of throws you into the middle of his life. So uh, you know, having watched it before, I can kind of makes more sense now. But um, that was cool. Uh, it was it was you know it's a long movie, but I really like it. I think Dad liked it too. After that, we went and got lunch at Ernesto's. I got a brisket quesadilla. was really, really good. Um, I didn't eat all of it, though, when I was there because I, we filled up on chips and salsa. The 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 dude, the manager or something, I guess he was the manager. You know you're in, when you're at a restaurant, the dude who comes by and is like, Hey, guys, how's everything going? How's everything going? Okay. Anything I can get for you? Anything I can do? The dude who's way too fucking enthusiastic. It was that guy. And he came up to our table and said, hey, guys, how's it going? Anything I can get for you? And then he looked at me, and he's like, man, I really I really love the way you're eating that salsa, man. That's how I do it, too, just just shoveling it in there. And then he walked away. And when he started, the, the way he started his sentence, man, I really love the way I could not have bet on my life. I could not have won a million dollars in a bet. Thinking, betting that he would have said that next. I love the way you eat that salsa. That that never would have been my guess. But he said he said that, and I just smiled, and he walked away. That was weird. The weirdest compliment I've gotten in a minute. But I'll take it. I'm a salsa eating motherfucker. I'll admit it. If it's good, I mean, even if it's bad, it's it's just there, you know. So yeah, I filled up on chips and salsa. Didn't eat the whole thing. I actually had it for dinner uh, earlier. And uh, we we went went to Brahms later. 
the line was long as fuck though so instead of waiting in the line we just bought all the pints and came home and made the ice cream ourselves shit was cheaper and saved us some time so that was cool uh other than that i haven't really done much it's been a chill ass father's day uh i saw ice cube tweet he said father's day the only holiday where your whole family takes you out to dinner and you end up paying (laughs) i thought that shit was funny because um i don't know mother's day birthdays everything else seems so planned out and like pampered father's day just kind of seems like Oh, that shit's on the calendar? Okay. June? Okay. Yeah, all right. We 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 can work that in somewhere. I mean, we didn't even order his gift until yesterday because I was like, dude, what, what do you want, bro? It's in two days. Like, you're not going to get it on time, but w- what do you want? And he finally said, well, I broke this drill recently. So, you know, we ordered that. Me and mom went half on it or whatever. And uh, got to scratch that off the list. So, yeah. Happy Father's Day to everybody. I am aware of my unique position. Um, I'm very lucky to have a father that I was not born with, but came into my life and wasn't a dickhead or a shithead or didn't, you know, just come in and fuck things up. Because I know that that, that's uh, something that can and does happen. So very happy about that. He's a stand-up dude. Pretty good example most of the time. Um, I mean, whenever I think of, like, this might sound corny or this might sound kind of hallmarkish, but whenever I think of like a dude, what a guy is supposed to walk around and act like most times I picture him. So I guess I got pretty lucky with that. There's a Brad Paisley song that describes it pretty well. It's, um, he didn't, he didn't have to be something like that. I think it's on who needs pictures. I know it's the one that I used to have on disc, uh, Brad Paisley. Let me see. Let me see. Brad Paisley. Go to albums. Uh, Who needs pictures? He didn't have to be right. It's about his. He he was in a similar predicament. You know, a father came along and really stepped up when, you know, he didn't have to. He could have just not. Could have just said, "Nah, it's too much for me." Peaced out. It would have been easy. Probably would be my move too. But uh, he didn't. So that was cool. And look, here we are now. And we're good friends and shit. Hadn't always been that way, but it's not that way for a lot of people. And for a lot of people, it doesn't end up this way. So I'm happy with how things are. I'd never complain. And um, happy fucking Father's Day, you know? Uh, Now that that is out of the way, I really didn't want to get too sappy because I could, but, you know, there's no need. Um, Now that that's out of the way... I forgot to mention this last week, or at least I think I did, so if you heard it, I'm going to say it again. Last week, this was after me and the the new guy at work had, like, another spat or whatever, and I wasn't trying to talk to him. This was after that. I feel I feel like this was the lunch that same day, after lunch. Cullen came back in. He's like, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'm a little buzzed. And... um we were like, isn't it today your birthday, man? He's like, yeah, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'm fucking shit-faced <laughs> or something. Uh, he had had some shots over lunch or whatever, but he came back, and he pulled us to the back, and he was like, all right, this this next job we're going to do, I'm not going to lie to you guys. Quickest way to do it, teamwork. We got to work together, all right? He said that to us. And normally when, you, when someone says that to you and in front of you and another person, I feel like normally this, the social um, – 
the social the acceptable social behavior is to make eye contact and look at each other and kind of nod and be like, yeah, we're going to get this done together. Cullen said teamwork, working together, do it as a team, get it done faster together. He said that at least 10 times in 20 different ways. I did not look at the new guy one fucking time, bro. I just stared straight at Cullen like, yeah, uh-huh, mm-hmm. What about this? Uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. Just trying to get him to shut the fuck up, bro. This dude sounded like the fucking Wonder Pets, the way he was talking about what's going to work, teamwork. And every time he said, again, like, work together, teamwork, work together, all I'm thinking in my head is, man, this dude can go fuck off and die, bro. I do not give a single fuck about this new guy, okay? I, nah, I do not care, do not care, do not care. And then finally he stopped saying teamwork. And I was like, all right, sounds good. And <laughs> we went off and did whatever. So, um, yeah, I wanted to say that. And then also, shout out to Cullen. He's one of the only reasons that I'm recording this right now, if I'm being completely honest. I am tired. I did not get a bunch of sleep last night. I don't know why. I went to bed at a decent time, but I just woke up early as shit. Thanks, body. But um, Cullen said last week that he listens to this shit. Every, not not to like call him out and say, oh, he does it, he does it, you know, like to hold him to it, but he said he listens to this shit every Monday, so today when I was thinking, uh, I might just sleep or record it tomorrow, thought, damn, I will, that means Cullen won't be able to listen to it tomorrow, so hey, if you're listening to this, bro, shout out to you, one of the reasons that I'm recording this shit right now, but uh, Cullen's really cool to have up at work, he really keeps me sane, I'm not even gonna lie, like, uh, I just, I just like shooting the shit with him, like, we'll talk about all aspects of life from like his kids and like his things that he's learned about that, that he wants to talk about, you know, stuff like that. Uh, different things about being a parent to, um, you know, why he keeps cornstarch in the bathroom and ass shaving and all kinds of stuff. I mean, the other day I had a, cause you know, everybody's different, right? So I had something that I didn't really understand about somebody, and I asked him, and um, it turns out that he was the same way. So he gave me pretty much the perfect advice for that, you know, on how to treat a certain situation. And um, that that's that's another good thing about just having, like, a, a good circle of people that are uh, all different from you because it's different perspectives that make you smarter. Uh, that's that's one of the reasons that I really like um, Searmore videos. The the dude on YouTube who does all these um, like uh, VR chat videos with people. It's spelled S Y R M O R. He's I really like watching his shit because um, it's all different people. It's all different stories. Like the one I watched today, his best friend um, committed suicide, and he was just talking about dealing with that, the before, the after, the signs, and just his personal experience with it. But um, that's my favorite part is every every video is different. Every video is unique. And I really like the kind of anonymity that the VR chat aspect gives to it because you don't the, the only context you really get is this person's voice and their story. And that, that's all you have to judge off of. And that's all you really need for the video. And, um, you know, it's like the, this, this one today is like Bart Simpson was telling me about how his, his best friend killed himself. And I'm just sitting there completely, you know, either sympathizing or empathizing, one of the two. And um, it's just, like, as pure as the as the um, interaction can get, if that makes sense. Because it's just him there telling his story. And I don't have anything to, like, get 
preconceived notions by, if that makes sense. It's like completely neutral. Um, and I really like that. And it's different perspectives. I get to hear something that I never would have heard otherwise. And I, I'll be honest, I kind of stole something from Searmore or, or at least altered it and made it mine or at the end of every one of his interviews, he asks, what's one thing you want to tell the whole world? And I love hearing the answer to those questions because some people take it pretty seriously and, you know, it's kind of deep and other people, you know, it's not that big of a deal. They're like, take it easy. And I took that and, and at the end of every deluxe edition, I ask, you know, what what's some advice you want to give to my listeners and shit? So credit to Searmore for that. And if you want to go check that out, that's uh, S-Y-R-M-O-R on YouTube. Speaking of YouTube and perspective, I've also been watching old Moist Critical vids. Uh, his YouTube channel is Penguin Z Zero. Uh, I've been watching videos from like five or six years ago where he just tells stories about awkward or weird shit that happened to him. Um, I think a few of them were about injuries. A few of them were dealing with weird people. I mean, he he just has a lot of funny stories about his life. Like when he was in college, he he used to act really weird. He said. He would try to act intentionally like an anime protagonist character. Like, try to be edgy and quiet and add mystery and depth to himself when, you know, he just looked fucking weird. And Charlie's, like, one of my favorite people to watch. He's really deadpan, but he, he also, like, he, he doesn't put on a front. Like, you watch a lot of videos and like, hey, guys, we're going to do this and blah, 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 blah. He's, he doesn't, like... Whenever he has energy, it it's legit, and it's because something like actually interests him and shit. So I really like watching him. He's he's also pretty funny. Like hearing him talk, and it's really really cool to see that five or six years ago, he sounds pretty much the same as he does now. I mean, the videos he shows himself a lot more, and the quality's a little bit better, but like the the bare bones of it are the same. And just to see him still finding success with that, that's awesome. Plus, I mean. He puts out two or three different videos every day, so that's a crazy work ethic. I mean, he definitely deserves everything he has. Plus, he has an esports organization he's working on, um, different, I mean, he puts out merch. They're just white t-shirts, but he's got a lot of shit going, so that's pretty cool. Uh, once again, that's Penguin Z Zero on YouTube. And I think I'm going to start a new segment on this uh show podcast whatever you want to call it going to start a new segment don't have an official name for it but um i think a, a working title would be fucking jackass douchebag drivers of the week just people that piss me off um number one on this list i was on my way home and you know when i'm on my way home i'm normally gunning it because i was at work all day and i want to hurry up and get home so i can not do shit that's that's what I look forward to every day. Every day, I just think in my head all day. I can't wait to get home and sit down and not do anything. I can't wait to shower and smoke and sit. And that's it. And it'll all be good. Um, so I'm gunning it on my way home. And, you know, I make this left turn. And then I have to make one more right turn. And, and it's a straight shot to my house. And so I make that left turn. And goddamn, I get behind the slowest motherfucker ever. I mean, it's not 20 feet or 30 feet before I have to make this next right turn. But this dude is making it last forever. Holy shit. Like, it, 
there's really not room for me to, but I really was thinking about like going around him to get in front of him to make this turn. But I would have already been at the turn by the time I got in front of him. But he's just going slow, so goddamn slow, okay? You get the point I'm making? Like, I was, I was getting upset. But then I saw his license plate, and it said in big, bold letters, play disc golf. Then it had a little Innova tag in the corner. And all of a sudden, I just, I was so remorseful. I felt so bad because clearly this dude just did not have his Birkenstocks on tight enough to push down the gas pedal. So that's really on me for, you know, getting on his case. This dude clearly just wasn't strapped up and ready to go today. So that's uh, that's douchebag of the week, number one. Number two, not not, not really as bad. <laughs> just more of a funny choice that I've never really seen before until today. This dude was um, driving around, doing 60 in the left lane, driving a fucking, like a, it must have been like a Ford, not, it was like a Suburban, like a Chevy Suburban SUV, gray, completely tribally tatted out. Like, it looked like The Rock. Someone looked at The Rock's tattoos and was like, yeah, let me get that on my van. And that's what it was. This dude was like white knuckling it too. That's my favorite fucking thing. Whenever I look in my uh, rear view and someone is just like gripping the shit out of their steering wheel, like it's about to fly out of their out of their hands if they let go, and they're just doing like fifty five, not even up to the speed limits. And and that was this guy. So that's a that's a short one, but that's number two. And uh, I just thought of this just now. So. That's all I got for you for now, but we'll definitely have more because I get pissed off at people a lot. I'll try to keep them kind of interesting, though. You know, how many play disc golf cars do you see? That's the first one I've seen, so I won't just be like, yeah, this this old dude was driving a a, a ranky pickup truck, and it stunk. You know, I won't, I'll try to keep it a little more interesting than that, so that's that. I was listening to one of my favorite albums this week, Recovery from Eminem. And um, every time I listen to that, I pick on pick up on a little bit more. Normally, it's um, another entendre or, or another bar, or I finally like, oh, that's what he meant. But this time, I was just really it kind of cemented in my brain that I I probably shouldn't have been listening to this as an eight year old. Uh, I didn't write down any specific bars, but just off the top of my head. Recovery, the first song, one of Eminem's bars, I think maybe even the first verse of the first song is, kick a bitch in the cunt till it makes a queef and sounds like a fucking whoopee cushion. Who the fuck is you pushing? You must have mistook me for some sissy, so punk, looking for some nookie or bosom, go ahead, fucking hater, push me. Told you ain't no fucking way to shush me. Call me up, cause I ain't a pussy. Yeah, I, I could, I could... Man, the fuck up, sissy G's up. Put your hoes down. Shady E's up, man. Chill. No, I can't. God damn it. Rap is a landfill. Drop the anvil. These are shoes that you can't fill. Shit, the day that happens, the world will stop spinning and Michael J. Fox will come to a standstill. During the earthquake, you're in your face because you're fake. Oh, what the fuck? That hurt. Wait, oh, what the fuck? I, I could rap the... I just got struck by lightning. All right, then. I quit. God, I give up. Call it evil. What men do? Lord, forgive me for what my pen do. This is for your sins. I cleanse you. Bend you to hell. I send you. And just then the wind blew and I said, ow, 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 ow. That's a good, I'm sorry. I just love that whole fucking album, bro. I love that whole album, dude. 
Kitch a, kick a bitch in the cunt till it makes a queef and sounds like a fucky, fucking whoopee cushion. As an eight-year-old, I didn't know what cunt was, queef, or... No, I know what a whoopee cushion was, but there's that was just flying right over my head every time, and that just astounds me nowadays. It's like how you can watch... Um, the older you get, as you watch Shrek, it just gets better and better. Like, you pick up on more innuendos and stuff. Uh, SpongeBob a little bit, too, at least the earlier seasons. But I love that album. Every time I listen to it, it just gets better and better. One of my, my favorite song is On Fire, probably, just because it's probably his best bars. Uh, great fucking album. I mean, shit. Um... I went to Movie Trading Co. this week because there were... Oh, yeah, let me, I'll go ahead and tell this. I went to Movie Trading Co. this week because there was a sale. And let me tell you, I am glad I did. It um, it started off kind of shaky, though, I won't lie. I walked in, and I, I went to do my usual thing. I went to the records, and I went to put my AirPods in. But those shits were dead. So I thought, oh, well, I'll just have to look through this shit in silence. So I set my stuff to the side and started looking through them. And when I got about, you know, there are three long stacks of them. So I got three out of the four way. uh, I got to the third out of four. And someone comes up and and starts looking at him. And and I was like, oh, let me me move my stuff. Let me get out of the way. And um, the dude picks up the first album that was in the stack. Like literally the first one on top. And starts talking about what a great album it was. Like, oh, this. I, I love this. Have you heard this? And I was like, nah, man, I haven't. Haven't heard that one. He's like, this is such a good album. I can't believe they have this here. And um it, it looked like it looked like a like a blues album, like something like that. So I said, Oh, they got some muddy water back further back in there. He's like, No way. And then, you know, he's digging through it. And in my head I'm thinking, Wow. This is this this is exactly what I thought. I thought, wow, I'm glad I'm not this guy. Like, he sounds like such a snob, bro. He just came up and started talking about shit. Like, he knows everything. But then, the longer I stood there and I was looking through stuff, this, uh, you know, we started talking about albums a little bit more. You know, he pointed another thing out. I said, oh, I haven't heard that, but I found this fucking Chaka Khan up here, and it was in really good condition. And I showed it to him because I was really excited. Uh, Through the Fire is a great-ass song, sampled by Kanye for Through the Wire. That's how I found out about it, but... Uh, I found the whole album up there. It was right on top. I grabbed it. I was like, no fucking way. So I put it to the side. And, but uh, anyway, I showed him. And I was like, and six bucks too. That's pretty good. And he's like, yeah, the prices here are always the best. And I said, yeah, that's why this is my favorite place to buy albums. And then he said, yeah, because, you know, the album will be uh, scratched, bent, and miscolored. And they'll still fucking market 15 bucks over at Half Price Books. And we had a laugh about that. And... You know, I was I was just looking through them for a while, and we talked a little bit. And then when I walked away, you know, I said, hey, have a good one, man. Have a good one. And um, I just realized I completely tried to judge that dude based off his voice, I think. Because he seemed like an all right guy once I started talking to him for a second. But for, at first impression, I guess it was his voice and the fact that he just picked up the first one on top and was like, oh, my gosh, this one. Have you heard this one? And like, I, I guess it was the way he came about it, but... It was a cool-ass dude, a cool interaction. And um, I went back by there later because I, I needed to get uh, another album. It was buy two, get one free, but I didn't know if it was uh, it could happen. You could apply it more than once, and I'd only gotten five things. Cash register dude was like, nah, bro, you can get another free thing. I was like, fuck yeah. So I went back to the, to the records, and uh, 
the dude that was up there earlier was with his girlfriend and they were talking about all of them and he was trying to get her to get this ACDC one it was um for those about to rock he was like he he just he's like uh this is the only one I'd want to get so um you 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 want to get it and she just kind of looked at it and she went mm he said you don't want to get it and she's like no I don't <laughs> that was funny then I walked away and uh went back to the cashier and he was a pretty nice guy I'm not going to lie he had like crazy hair like Randy from that 70s show like it was all fluffy and went out to the sides and on top and um he was a cool dude we we started talking about movies cuz I had picked up Uncut Gems and Superbad cuz those are my two favorites they took Uncut Gems off of Netflix and Superbad kind of goes in and out so I'd rather just have a copy uh, plus Eileen has never seen those, so I need to put her on eventually. But I was picking those up, and he commented on Superbad, and I was like, yeah, that's my favorite movie. And I asked him if he'd seen Un- Uncut Gems. I told him about that really quick. And then he started talking about this movie called The Northman. But the awkward thing happened where he had already finished checking me out, and then he started talking about it. So I was just standing there with my stuff and receipt in hand, trying to be a nice guy because this dude was really nice and he was having a conversation with me so he was explaining the plot and once I kind of saw where it was going I said oh so it's a revenge story not like oh so it's a revenge story like you know I kind of drew it out like oh so it's a revenge story he's like yeah exactly and I said so I should so I should go see it he said you definitely should I'm like all right bet I will you have a good one you know I feel like I wrapped that up adequately and in a nice way because that dude was cool I mean I had even I forgot to say this. I'd even left my wallet in my car. Like I had gotten all my stuff, walked up to the register and felt I did the pat that I normally, that I should have done before I walked in. I did the pat phone, wallet, and then like chapstick keys, etc. And I didn't have my wallet. So I set it down. I said, look, bro, I'm not even gonna lie. I left my wallet in my car, but I want this. I'll be right back. And then that whole thing happened, but it was a good ass day. I'm glad I went. Not only did I get the Shaka Khan album, I also got a Mick Jagger album, She's the Boss. I don't listen to Mick Jagger, but that's an iconic-ass album cover. I'm hoping the music is just as good. And Robert Plant, Pictures at 11. I got that because I've heard Joey Diaz talk about it. And once again, just a really badass album cover, um, to be honest. Plus, it was buy two, get one free. And I got the Leonard Skinnerd um, Nothing Fancy album. I've listened to a little bit of Leonard Skinnerd, haven't heard anything off this album. But all of their songs that I've heard have been good, so... Um, I can't see myself regretting buying that. It was one of those things where I saw it and I thought about if I had left without it, I'd probably be kind of upset about myself if I found later that it would it was a good album. So I'd rather have it and uh, not know than not have it and know later. So, yeah. Mm-mm. Also, I went to a concert this week. That was really fun. Me and Eileen went to go see Umi. Um, I haven't listened to her for that long, but she's really good. She makes like R&B shit like that. And um, what I want to talk about more is the opener. Well, not too much more. The opener, her name was uh, Lava or, yeah, I'm pretty sure. There was something before that, but then it was Lava. And her thing was uh, she made spiritual trap music. She, She said it so that everybody knew. She made spiritual trap music. And she had her and her two backup dancers were up there dressed like the Powerpuff Girls. I couldn't put my finger on it at first, but Eileen pointed it out. I was like, 
they're just they they're reminding me of something. What what are they dressed like? And then she she said it. Powerpuff Girls cuz one was blue with like pigtails, one was red, one was wearing green. It it worked though. They looked really good and um the music was pretty good too even though I didn't know what they were talking about most of the time. It was a bunch of spiritual shit and like in between songs they were talking about like awaken your inner goddess and awaken your inner god and your fem- the feminine energy all that kind of stuff and before all the songs um they or before at least it happened twice the first time at the beginning they we they had like a deep breath before this song and said all right we're about to get zinned out for this this isn't the words i'm paraphrasing it said we're about to get zinned out for this song so everybody close your eyes and take a deep breath and so we all did and that was cool i really like that i like stuff where they get the whole audience involved. Not like the, I say big, you say cock, big, cock, big, cock. Not stuff like that, but st- stuff where they get kind of audience participation going. And then um, later, this dude next to me started to spark up a blunt. And I thought that was really cool. That's always, you know, that kind of adds to the experience. I'm like, hey, this dude's cool, you know. He, he's up here smoking. It makes it smell a little better, too. And... um just so happened that right as he was starting to spark that up, Lava thought that we could all use another deep breath. So she started to get the crowd ready. She said, all right, we're going we're gonna to get ready for this next song again. I want everybody to close your eyes and take a deep breath. And so all I could think of, all I could think was, man, this dude next to me is going to take a deep ass breath. I know. And so we closed our eyes and I hear, <coughs> and I start fucking laughing. Like, yeah, this dude's getting it. Hell yeah. That's that's one of the dudes I want to be hanging out with. But um, that was cool. And this was my first time. It was in the Echo Lounge. This was actually my first time at this venue. Uh, I thought it was really nice. It was um really pretty. There were cool lights in the walls. Like, the middle of the, the wall. Okay, so the walls were, like, segmented off into, like, um, columns, I guess. And so the middle of the columns wouldn't be lit up, but the outsides would with, like, yellow or blue lights. So when it was really dark, it looked kind of cool. But anyways, it was pretty crowded, and there were a lot of people. And so we were standing, enjoying the show, and all of a sudden, someone just, like, starts shoving their knee into the back of my leg. And, you know, Eileen's in front of me, so I scoot up a little bit, and I'm thinking, like, someone's passing behind me. They'll get by in a second. And... It, you know, their leg doesn't, their knee doesn't leave my leg. So I start to get pissed off and I turn around like, who the fuck is shoving their shit into my leg? And then I see a girl passed out, just slumped over, eyes closed, being held up by her friends. And I realize what's happening. And, you know, they're trying to hold her up and they're waving their hands, trying to get attention. And that seems fucking stupid to me. So I pull out my phone and turn my flashlight on and start trying to get attention that way. But. In a second or two, this girl, like, comes to, like, nothing had happened, you know, like, she had just woken up from a, like, you know when you're late for class, or no, 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 you know when you're asleep in class and the bell rings and someone wakes you up, that's what it was like for her, she just acted like nothing happened, like, oh yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine, they made her, like, walk off and go get some water, I guess, hopefully, but, um, she was fine, she, you know, she just passed out and woke back up, so that's good, uh, she was wearing skinny jeans, so... Maybe blame it on that. I'm not. Sh- I was wearing shorts. It was hot in there, but I did see a guy in line outside wearing like a button-up shirt. I don't know what that's about, dude. If 
it was like 90 to 100 degrees out. It's been hot as fuck in Texas recently. So if you're going to a concert, G, you got to plan appropriately for that shit. Drink water, wear aerated, comfy clothes that you're not going to fucking pass out in, okay? But, um, yeah, I was totally turned around mad thinking someone was just being inconsiderate. And, <laughs> no, this girl was passed out. But um, she was okay. She was okay. No reason to cause uh, concern. And after after Lava was done, Umi came out, and she did really great. I, I really liked... What I really liked about her show was in between her songs, she had these... Um, I guess I'll call them interludes where she read poems and did, like, uh, dances and shit. It just kind of added to the experience. It made it different from, like, a normal show. Kind of gave a, a story to it um, in a way. And uh, a second person passed out during her show, too. I I didn't know what was going on at first. She was doing one of these poem things. And um, suddenly, one section of the crowd just got really fucking hyped about this poem that she was saying. Like, she was talking about a seed dropping and a water droplet hitting it and it sprouting and becoming a tree. And this this one, like, ten-person section of the crowd was just, what? you know waving their hands and shit and then you know eventually you found out when we found out she's like can we get some help over there and she she tried not to take herself out of the act but that was a dumb move i think she realized that pretty quickly because she just stood straight up and then when she got when they got help she started the whole thing over i think that was definitely the way to handle it do not want to don't even want to you know act insensitive to stuff like that after the whole astro world thing Rest in peace. That should never, ever happen at a concert. Rest in peace. Um, but yeah, Umi was uh, was really great. I really liked her energy more than anything. She was super positive, super energetic. She she was having so much fun up there. It made me want to have fun. Okay, she was she was like talking to the crowd and shit, saying uh, she she was just seemed very nice. Like the type of person that um. Like if you were at a coffee shop and you, you were getting like co- just one coffee, you know, nothing too serious. You were getting like a coffee for yourself and you pull out your purse and I, I don't have a purse, but you pull out your purse and your wallet's not in there. You don't have your card. Oh my gosh, your hands are at the sides of your face. What do I do? Umi's behind you in line. She's like, oh, don't don't worry about it. I got it. She seems like that type of person. Super nice and positive. So that was cool. Um, another venue to cross off my list, another artist, and it was a really fun night. I got a shirt, so that's always cool. The merch was good enough to get, and the merch people were nice. One thing I will say, though, this is just a, a not really a pet peeve, just like a note in general. If you're working a job where, you know, there's a card reader or something, and they stick their card in, and then it brings up a window asking if they want to leave a tip, just say, hey, it's going to ask if you want to leave a tip, and then you'll be good. All right, don't say it's going to ask you a question or just fill out this information or bro, don't be fucking don't be vague about it. I know what's going on. You know what's going on. You did this all you've done this all day for the last however long you've worked this job, bro. Just say it's going to ask if you want to leave a tip and you you know, pick one of the boxes and go. That's what I did, bro. I worked at Buffalo. I was straight up. I said, "All right, put in your card. It's going to ask if you want to leave a tip and then, you know, you're good." It's not that hard. Just just a small thing, though. I'm not going to take too long on that. My aunt was in town this week. My aunt is 
very loud. I uh, I knew as soon as she was here because I walked by and she she demanded a hug, even though I was in the middle of like trying to leave the house, get to M- movie trading co before the sale ends. Uh, she demanded a hug. N- no big deal, I guess. And um, you know, she she just had to she had to fill me in on everything that had been happening, and that's cool. I like talking to her. She's cool. But just the the way that she went about all of it was so reminiscent of my cousin that um, it kind of just smacked me in the face that they're the same person pretty much. I don't know if it's been that way my whole life and I just now noticed it, but I, I walked into my parents' room and sat down and said, told, told, told Dad about my realization and he said, yeah. <laughs> so I guess it was a little more obvious than I had, uh, no, than I had noticed before. And then that made me think, of course, and I asked, I'm not, me and mom aren't like that, right? And I think the silence after that question was the best answer I could have received. And then he said, um, yeah, <laughs> y'all are both uh, s- strong personalities. <laughs> okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. It sucks, but he's right. I have to admit it. I find it more and more uh, prevalent every day I go on, mainly just in my driving habits. Uh, or That's the what I notice the most, at least. I mean, obviously, it peers up every time I ask a, wait- a waiter or a waitress for something, you know, like calling them down, something like that. That's all my mom. Anytime, like, I need to push a little extra to get my way or, like, make an uncom- what some people would think is, like, an uncomfortable statement, but, like, I needed that shit, so I'm going to say that. That's from my mom, but the the thing that I think about the most is like even today when we were driving around with her is just talking to other drivers that are never gonna fucking hear me. And I used to get onto her all the time for this when I before I drove, I'd be like, they can't hear you. What are you doing? You know, she this the same same situation happens. Mirror mirror situation happens between me driving and her driving, and it gave me deja vu the other day. It's the same highway entrance, the same everything. Syene, getting on 635, just being behind slow people, like, come on, it's the fucking highway. Like, can we hit 60? Can we speed up getting on this motherfucker? Like, I've heard her say that thousands of times, getting on the highway when I was little. And then the other day, I was getting on the highway, I said the same shit and it just fucking smacked me in the face. Like, God damn, there it is. There it is. That's the repetition. That's the uh that's where you get it from. There it is. And and then just, you know, driving in general, like, is this do you have somewhere to be? Like, what are you doing? Like, get out the fucking lane. Get it get the fuck out of my way. Shit like that. It's all from her. Different phrases, different words, but the the energy is the same. Um so that sucks. And and it's just as a uh, just as apparent to other people as well, I guess. And then I'll finish this off with some dumbass. Fucking, let me get a drink of water real quick. And water's real important, dude. Without water, I mean, you wouldn't even need things like anchors, you know? All right. Last thing. Grady hurt his hand this week. Apparently, all the kids dogpiled on him at MMA or some shit, so he hurt his hand. I saw it yesterday. He said some sly shit to me when I was in the kitchen getting milk or ice cream or something. He said some smart stuff because even though he's the youngest, he feels like he's got to fill the air with his words the most and just, 
he he's just got to get an edge over everything. He's got to have the last word. Maybe this is what I was like at that age, and if if so, excuse me. If so, I'm very I, I don't know. Sorry is the word, but I understand how irritating it is now because gosh, I just have to like. I just have to go when he tries to talk and get in the last word because if I don't, it just won't end. Like, it doesn't matter what I say. He's just going to say something after it. And it's not even going to be clever or good a lot of the times, but I know that in his mind, if he gets the last word, he wins. So I have to fill that space. I have to just blah, 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 you know, whatever I can so that he doesn't get it. Anyway, I was in the kitchen. He said some sly shit to me. I turned around and saw that his arm was in a cast. And uh, today was the day, or yesterday was the day that he learned, you got to be ready for that shit if you're going to talk some mess. Because I said, oh, man, we got Tiny Tim over here in the cast. Somebody come get him a crutch now. Oh, is your arm going to be okay, honey? You know, all this shit. Just giving him a hard time. So that was funny. But then I, I talked to dad and apparently um, he was complaining because, you know, he just paid for MMA and basketball and all this shit. And now that he hurts his hand, he can't really uh, participate in that. And I was like, man, that really sucks. And he said, yeah, one of his coaches from basketball was calling complaining because he's like, he's he's my star player, you know, and, and everything. And I just said, well, the fuck does he want him to do? You know, his hands hurt. And he's like, yeah. He called to, like, make sure. I said, what do you mean to make sure? And he said, the, co- the coach said, you, well, you know, kids lie sometimes, so. And I was like, are you f- serious? And and Dad was like, yeah, I mean, I was telling him, you know, his hand his hands hurt. I mean, do you want me to put him in the car and bring him up there now? Or And all I could think of was, dude, just fucking, can this dude, like, just get a cold Miller Lite and sit on the couch, watch the fucking NBA finals and lament his dead dreams like everybody else. I mean, shit, leave my brother out of it, bro. You're really calling an eight-year-old's home asking if he can still play with a fucked up hand like, oh, I thought he might have been lying. Dude, fuck off. What? What? Are you for real right now, dude? At what point do you step back and kind of question your intentions and like, is it really worth all this, man? Maybe I should, maybe I should just not, like, at what point do you feel like just a fucking dumbass, okay? I don't know. It's eight-year-old basketball, bro. Just, I I think his hand will be fine anyways in a week or two. He's already taking the cast off. He he was moving it around and shit, talking about, it's all better, it's all better. But then again, that's his personality. He's always been the type to just push through everything. I don't know what it is about him. I I don't know if it's the youngest or that's just him, but he's always been the type to just go on ahead. I think it is because he's the youngest. He's always having to play with older people, always having to like wanting to prove that he's tough and can hang in too. So I think that's part of it, but he'll be back out there in a couple of weeks. I'm not worried about him. If I'm worried about any of them, he's the least I'm worried about. Oh, big guy. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm tired. I had to wait to record this a little bit, so I'm pretty tired. But what I was going to say is if I'm worried about anything about him, I'm worried, you know, same same shit my dad was worried about for me. I remember sitting at the dinner table one day, and I walked away. I don't know if he meant for me to hear this or not, but he said his mouth is going to get him beat up in high school. He said some shit along the lines of that. And, you know, I understood what he meant. He was probably, he was probably right. I mean, it didn't end up happening, but it very easily could have. 
And um, I just have that same worry for Grady, if anything, I guess. I mean, I'm not really worried about him having to stick up for himself or not because I, I feel like he'd do that. But I definitely could also see him poking his nose in the wrong place and getting slapped around for it. So we'll see how it turns out. We'll see how it turns out. I um, I don't know. It's weird watching people younger than you that are around you grow up because I, I'm sure they take some shit from me and I don't necessarily want them to that I, I maybe I've talked about this before but that was part of the reason why I didn't really want to be around them too much is because I don't feel like I'm an ideal person I don't feel like anyone should really take after me I mean obviously you know everybody has good traits about them that are nice to pick and choose from but it's not that easy you just see an example and you you know kind of especially as a young person I would I would imagine you just take it all as one like it's all wholly good or wholly bad you don't see the intricacies and shit so I didn't want anything of me to like rub off on them and uh maybe it's just genetics I don't know maybe that's where his personality and his fucking um hard-headedness like straightforwardness um what what is it like just running straightforward without giving a fuck like that kind of thing I, I guess that just must be genetic Another thing I was thinking about while I while I got you here, I'm I'm about, I'm about to end it. Don't worry, I'm just as fucking tired as you are. Trust me, I'm ready to go to bed. Got work tomorrow, unfortunately, but no overtime, so we're gonna hit the gym in the morning. My legs and ass are still fucking sore from leg day. Jeez, leg day always kicks my ass. But I found a found an empty squat rack first thing uh, last time I went in there, so that was always nice. And but and tomorrow might be chest. Uh, I'm getting sidetracked. I'm getting sidetracked. I don't even remember what the fuck I was going to say. Any- oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Um, Shit. It was about parents, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was... I I was always one this this might sound kind of vain, okay, but because I know myself, it is a it is a legit worry that I have. All right. I am worried or I have been worried in the past that I'd have just a fucking dumb kid. Okay, and now hear me out. I, I, as a person, I know that I myself, I have a very low patience for people who aren't smart. Uh, well, not when they're trying, but people who are dumb and like unaware, or people who are dumb and just okay with that, and they're just like, there's no effort, right? It, like just saying something and it goes in one ear and out the other, and they just continue to do whatever the fuck, okay? So it has been a fear of mine that I would have a dumb kid and just be super insensitive and not be a good dad and everything like that. And my fear has kind of been put to rest the older that my siblings have gotten. Because as annoying as they are, as much as they get on my nerves sometimes, none of them are dumb. And that's great. And... I, I it must be genetics I guess. I mean my mom is 4 for 4. Uh Jeremy's 3 for 3, so that's pretty damn good and and I'm assuming it's my DNA that goes into this kid. I mean it's a whole different can of worms if not, but assuming it's my um my kid making stuff that's making the kid. That, that's the most PG way I could have put it while using like a, a colorful different term. Um Assuming that that I'm half of it, and I pick someone who's not dumb for the other half, I should be pretty safe. Is what I've the the conclusion I've come to. So that kind of put my mind at ease. Um, I'm only half serious about that whole thing. Obviously, if I had a kid that was not smart by you know 
normal, you know, learning, memorizing shit. Obviously, if I had a kid that was slower with that kind of stuff, I would take the time. Of course. I'm just, you know, making the joke. Don't want to be, you know, offensive to my own unborn kid. I don't know. I feel like I had to level that out. Um, Yeah. Anyway, hope you all had a great week. I hope you continue to have a good week after this. And um, thank you for listening. I know we've got 2% now. I think it is. Let me check. Let me go to uh, audience, geographic location. Once it loads. Once it loads. All time. Geographic location. I I wanted to say we've got 2% listeners in Germany. I think that's really fucking cool. So if it'll load... I will confirm that as a fact. I know that we have 2,400 plays overall, uh, so that's pretty cool. I think we hit that last week. It's uh, 2,401, if I'm correct. Yeah, we have 2% listeners in Germany, in uh, Hesse and Lower Saxony. Thank you for sticking around and holding on if you're still listening. I really do appreciate that. And, um, of course, the other 97% is the U.S., but be careful. Germany's creeping up on you, all right? Uh All right, I'll stop bullshitting. Take it easy. Have a great week. Um, Just think about things before you do it. Take take like another second, and especially if it has to do with someone else, try to think about it from their perspective. Think about, hey, if I did this, or if they did this to me, how would I think about it? What would I feel about it? That kind of stuff. Just take that extra second, because that's all it is. It's an extra second. Doesn't hurt. All it could do is help. All right? Later. Take it easy. All right, you know what that means. It is time for the post-show. We can review post-show. You don't have to stick around. You can leave. Credits are rolling. There's popcorn, pizza, all kinds of nasty, grimy shit on the floor. Hey, but you don't got to clean it up. That's that's the best part. You you just get to leave somebody else's problem. It's like leaving a restaurant. Personally, I like to stack all my dishes together and at least make it easy for the person who has to clean it up. But I do take some satisfaction knowing that I just made a mess that I don't have to clean up. But anyway, this is the post show. It's not really a sad one. It's not really anything like self-deprecating. It's just something that I remembered after the show. So it's a post show. And um, basically what it is is I just, it is Father's Day. I talked about Jeremy, my, my dad, you know. But I also want to talk about my dead biological father because I feel like that's an interesting you know or or at least a unique perspective but also like the um like the basics of it and everything I just I literally just realized and that might sound like dumb of me to just now be thinking about it like this but I just realized that this might be something that other people could relate to too other people that did not have um their dad around like I I have a dad around that I'm very happy and grateful for but have like having someone <clears throat> that you only really know as like word from other people if that makes sense basically it's it's like um it's like if someone just told you it's like comic books it's like if if everyone was describing a a superhero to you and, but that's all you had to go off of like you could never meet them all you could know is like 
what's written about them or what other people say about them. So it's basically like someone's telling you about Superman, you know, because everyone's dad is their superhero pretty much. <clears throat> so, you know, all I really knew about my dad was what I heard through stories and hearsay and saw pictures and, you know, if you look at a picture of my dad, he normally had like a shaved head and like a grimace on his face. So you'd think there's a cold motherfucker <laughs> with the attitude, you know, walking around, too rude, all this shit. And um, I, I heard co cool stories about him and whatnot. Um, stories where he sticks up for people and, and shit like that. And so, you know, I, I'd had like a certain image painted of my dad in my mind for a while. I mean, I'll give one for instance. There was one time that my mom was, um, they, they both went to this Christian high school, which sounds horrible, private school, Christian. They Bible study was an actual class. Like, Bible study was for real Bible study. <laughs> I would hate that. I mean, imagine saying one word wrong on your, on your verse for the week and you just fail. You got to get, like, whippings or some shit. I don't know. Some... Some fucking old religious Catholic punishment. <laughs> it's high school, though, so I don't think boys have to worry as much about... Eh, I'll stop there. That's not, that's not the point. The point of the story is my mom was getting messed with. She was getting bullied by some people. They were squirting mustard all over her shit, just opening her locker and just... Just all over it. Isn't that some cr private school Christian shit? Just, I'm gonna squirt mustard on... Anyway... My dad uh, saw that shit and was like, nah, that's not cool. Put, put your shit in my locker. Uh, don't, that won't happen again. And um, they did the shit to, again to his locker and with his stuff. And so mom said when, when she found, like when she walked up on him, he had grabbed on to like whoever he thought had done it. He might not have done it, but whoever he thought had done that shit, he was beaten the fuck out of and like... The, the the principal, the faculty, whoever could not pull him off of that guy. And I'm pretty sure if, if it's the dude I'm thinking about, he was a pretty heavy set man, pretty big. And um, my dad was skinny. <laughs> so it's just shit like that. Like one time they were they were stopped at a red light and he had just opened like a can of Dr. Pepper and he was drinking it. And this homeless dude was at the side of the car, my mom's side, the passenger side window, just bothering her about some shit, asking for money or something, trying to get her attention. And, and you know, they, she'd already said, go away. He'd already said, you know, get away from the car a few times, and the dude didn't move. So he just chunked the fucking full can of Dr. Pepper at the dude, <laughs> and then they drove off. Like, shit like that is, is what gave me an image of my dad. Like, kind of like a funny dude who's an asshole, but... I mean, redeeming qualities though. At the end of it, I've heard a lot. I heard a lot of um, you know nice things. <clears throat> he was spoiled. He had too much money that he didn't know what to do with. I mean, this this is all the stuff that I heard. Didn't have to work. All all this kind of stuff. And um, I, I see a lot of myself in him, or maybe a lot of him in me. I don't know how to phrase that. But. Uh, so it's all it's all like a, a a picture that I've painted in my mind just off of what other people had told me and up until a point it was all good you know and then I get older and I can handle some deeper shit and I find out that he used to you know 
do coke sometimes. He was a, maybe addicted to it for a bit. He would act different irrationally when he was on it, you know, shit like that. Uh, maybe he wasn't always the nicest dude to my mom. He, I, I don't know details, thankfully. I probably don't want to know all the details. This is something that I learned to say to my mom <laughs> a lot is uh, don't ask questions you don't want to know the answer to. So when whenever it gets to a certain point and my mom's telling me some shit, I'll just let her say what she feels comfortable saying. And if I feel like I need to, I'll just let it be. I'd be happy to have gained the knowledge that I've gained and trust that she's letting it go at a good point. So stuff like that, I don't really know all the nitty gritty of, but like learn, I was in high school and learning that my dad did drugs and shit and wasn't perfect really fucked with me. And I, I, looking back now, it's kind of ridiculous because you can't hold anyone to perfect standards, but that really, you know, cause you have, he's as a superhero in your head. And then you learn that he doesn't wear his fucking cape every day. And that, that makes you feel different. And for a while, like I did, I, I kind of judged him harshly for it. And it's definitely not right, especially not for someone who's not here to defend themselves. But then I started smoking and, you know, it it really does broaden your perspective on, um, well, smoking broadens your perspective on everything, but it broadens your perspective on drugs because it's like, it, it is to cope it's to stress relief it's all of those things that other people use different drugs for and it can be a gateway drug if you allow it to be but it it kind of gives you that perspective that everybody goes through shit bro like everybody needs something at the end of the day to make them feel better everybody does if if it's not you know some people carve shit some people sew and knit and some people make badass music and that's how they get all their shit out I smoke. Some people fucking smoke crack. Some people do coke. You know, everybody has their own issues and problems and struggles. And, you know, whatever my dad's were, you know, he was still a person at the end of the day. He still did good shit. And just because he has some flaws doesn't make him a horrible person. <clears throat> and that was something that I, you know, over time had to learn and come to terms with. And um, I didn't write any of this down i just thought of it just now so i don't really have a, a point that i'm trying to get to with this i just kind of wanted to paint the picture for anyone curious anyone who doesn't know or or have like this kind of perspective point of view kind of like a Seermore video any or, or maybe someone who does kind of similar and they you know some of it resonates with you but <clears throat> yeah it's it's um it's just all hearsay. That's that's the weird part. Everybody else knows but you. It's almost kind of like what you think of yourself versus what everybody else sees and thinks of you. You have you have an, an idea of how you present yourself and how you go around, but really, everybody else knows what you're like except you. It's kind of the same shit. Everybody that you know tells me stories about him and everything, they know what he was like. They felt that they were. They were there. They could have re reached out and touched him, had a conversation. They have stories, all this shit. And um, all they can do is give that. All they can do is give that piece of it and try their best to, like, recreate or, or give get it across the best way they can. <coughs> this just came to mind, and I'm kind of glad it did. Fuck. It's going to kill me if I can't remember his name, bro. We went we went to a funeral for Stanley 
um, a while back. I'm sure I talked about it on the podcast, uh, maybe. We went to a funeral for him, and after we were hanging out with one of my mom's old friends, man, fuck. Uh, if I can't remember the name, man, it's going to fucking kill me. It's on the tip of my tongue, man. It'll come to me. But we were hanging out with him, and he was drinking, and he was pretty drunk. And I was drinking a little bit, too, but I wasn't as fucked up as he was. But we were we were out in my garage sitting around, and this dude w- was, like, starting to tell stories about my dad. And he was talking about how the first time he met my dad, they, my dad was like, you do coke, bro? And he was like, yeah, yeah, fool, I do coke. And so they um, they pulled over, and he laid out some lines on the hood of the car, and they did them, and then they went and did whatever the fuck. And then after that, it just kind of went into all him. All he, w- all he could say, all he wanted to say was, man, your dad was a real motherfucker, bro. Your dad was, man, you don't even know, bro. You don't even know. And, like, he, Gilbert, it was fucking Gilbert. And, like, he, st- he, he sat there and started to get sad and shit and, like, r- emotional and, like, that's all he could say, bro, was, like, you don't even know, bro. Like, your dad was so cool. Your dad was so, like, he anything I needed, bro, he had me, bro. Like, I, I didn't even have to ask type shit. And I, I was trying to, like, Honestly, I was trying to get him to get to something new because that's all he was saying. I was like, I know, bro. I get it, man. I get it. You know, I know, bro. And he's like, nah, bro. You don't even get it, fam. Like, you don't even you don't even know, bro. And, like, he just kept saying that. And it made me kind of sad. And, you know, watching that Searmore video today, maybe that's a little bit of what it's like. But, like, that's maybe that's how badly he he wanted to get across how my dad was or whatever but that that's how i'm thinking of it right now that's that's why it brought it up in my memory so i, I feel I, I guess i should have said it pretty sure it was gilbert man i hope it was fucking gilbert feel bad if it wasn't but um yeah that is what it is and um happy father's day to everybody that is a good dad happy father's day to you it's not easy um it wasn't always easy for fucking my dad Jeremy it wasn't always easy for us um you know he was he, he didn't have me he was just a fucking kid himself 24 or some shit when he signed on and uh it took a long time for us to get to to a point where we were friends and and you know communicating efficiently and shit but once we did i mean i he's one of my best friends and he's my dad and i don't feel weird saying that because um I enjoy talking to him. We we cut up. We shoot the shit. Uh, I remember shit about him. He remembers shit about me. He is, like, one of my best friends. That's how it is. And um, I'm really happy about that. Same way with my mom, but it's Father's Day, so I'm sure I already talked about her. But that's enough. That's enough. This post show is not supposed to be too long, so I'll let y'all go. Make sure you drive home safe, and uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything else. Take it easy. Have a good night. Bye.